Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 7 of the Golf Shake Podcast. I'm Ryan Rastel, PGA Professional at Howley Hall Golf Club in Leeds. And as usual, I'm ably assisted, joined and co-hosted with Mr. Matt Holbrook. How are you? I'm very good, Ryan. How are you this week? I'm good, mate. Really, really good. In fact, good. I'm properly, not on the wind down, but kind of my first foray into golf for 2023 is is seriously in the headlights now and i can't wait turkey's on the horizon isn't it, it is. yeah saturday early doors we're meeting at five o'clock in the morning driving to manchester airport and then yeah then the week begins so at, w- at what stage of what at what stage this week do you kind of get into the you know like the the turkey mode the holiday mode like if oh, somebody right. comes in at like four o'clock on friday afternoon and oh ryan can you regrip this ball retriever are you like sorry mate too busy Absolutely not. Of course, I can do it. No problem. <laughs> Look at that. It's a professional rhyme to the end. Exactly. Yeah. Professional rhyme. So I love that. You probably will sell him a lesson pack if he needs a ball retriever regripping. Clearly, he needs some lessons as well. So yeah, there's an upsell there, Matt. Definitely. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So you've not been out on the course. Oh God, no. I mean, I obviously those of you that listen to the podcast and watch our YouTube channel will see that I actually played six holes with James Robinson, which was nice. Um, we went to Woolly Park, which is a fairly local club to me, about 20 minutes away, down sort of towards like Barnsley, kind of Wake, Wakefield, Barnsley, kind of between the two. Um, went and played a few holes there, but literally six, I think we played seven holes in the end, six holes in our little video and then one which took us back to the clubhouse again. So, um, But yeah, that is the extent of my golf for 2023 so far, other than hitting shots inside and doing reviews and all that kind of stuff. I did. Um, I did watch the video. Okay. Um, I I was expecting two or three more under par between you. To be honest, I was well. Um, when you, I said to him on the first tee, "What what do you think we're going to shoot?" Yeah. Said, Under, and I was like, "Jesus Christ!" I was I was going level par. Would have been nice. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did all right. I mean, obviously, very very rusty. And to be honest, surprised. I was literally just hitting everything so far like my irons particularly just had no idea how far they were going and, and they were all going miles further than i was expecting them to so yeah it wasn't wasn't ideal um so was that was that conditions or, or will you do will you do a gap in before you go to turkey now to make sure that you've got those numbers i mean uh, I've, i don't know I, I to be honest i get this all the time when i first start out in the season i don't know it's just when you've not quite got your rhythm right, you get some of the shots where you get a little bit late on them and you trap them and they just go mild. Like yeah. I was trying to hit a few sort of three quarter shots that have gone way further than a full shot would have gone. <laughs> just silly, silly yardages. And it was, to be honest, it's fairly, it's a fairly undulating course. So lots of elevation changes and it was windy. So it was quite difficult to judge the distance anyway, but um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not making any excuses. I was just rusty as hell. Do you know what I mean? It was. It was uh, I hit the driver good though. I don't know if you saw that in the video, but that was the first time that I took the driver out that I've kind of been using inside and kind of got some good numbers and results with, and, and was desperate to sort of see outside. And I mean, I only I hit it four times in six holes, I think, and hit three fairways, so it wasn't too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad. Good for me. If that carries on that way the rest of the season, seventy-five percent fairways, I think I'll play quite well. Yeah, I um, I had that about that actually. Very um, good. Yeah, you're still um, waiting for your new driver, though, aren't you, Cobra? Are you listening? I, I am. Cobra, are you listening? Aero don't make me, is on the way, but not here yet. 
Yeah, I don't like to chase, but um, but typically, you know what it's like when you're waiting for a new driver and you just start, you know, you you just feel like you can't miss with the one you've got. Yeah, um, I had I had that I had that last week, so I um I played on Tuesday. Okay, last week um, at Perdice for Ipswich Golf Club, which is like pucker. I don't know if you saw any of the pictures. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, no one up north says pucker. Let me tell you. No one up north says pucker. Okay. So there was there was a few there was a few incidents. There was a few a few highlights. Um, I just happened to, to hit fairways, hit greens, um, putted really nicely without really holding anything. Um, That's golf, um, mate. Unfortunately, isn't it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. No, that that is golf. Um, but I was. Uh, I think I was one over on the front line um, and then got to the, the tenth, which is quite an easy par five, was banging in the middle of the fairway, tried to hit three wood, lost it out to the right and couldn't find the ball in some, like a big gorse bush. So I ended up making a double bogey there on a, for me, a shot hole par five is, you know, one that I fancy, one that suits my eye, should be, should be picking up a point there. Um but anyway, I was, you know, still quite happy with how I was hitting it. It wasn't like I was hitting it trash and made a double bogey. It was, you know, just one bad shot cost me a lost ball. Um, and then got to the the 14th is their stroke index one. It's um, a bit of a blind tee shot. The fairway kind of slopes from left. The fairway slopes left, right to left, but the hole moves slightly from left to right. Okay. So you go over the right-hand side and it kind of kicks nicely down into the middle of the fairway and it's 437 yards off the whites, um, left, had 154 yards in. Um, a bit of a breeze, so I hit a little eight iron, and it just uh, landed a tiny bit short of the green. Um, the pin was at the front. It just rolled up and just gently rolled and nestled itself into the hole for a, an eagle two, which was nice. Well, that'll do. That will do. Um, first time I'd had five points on a hole for a long time. Nice. Um so yes, and all of a sudden I'm I'm back to you know I'm now level past it on the fifteenth tee. I think here we go. This is the one. Um, made a bogey on a par three, but then par sixteen, par seventeen, and then got got onto the eighteenth tee, one over. Thinking like you know, it's a tough finishing hole. I will say that. Um, and I don't even know how it happened. Right, I feel like I made the right decisions, but I, I pulled my tee shot into a fairway bunker slightly. Um, I was up up the lip, so I wasn't greedy. I just hit a wedge out of the bunker at 150 yards to the green, but it was a back pin. It's quite a tight, narrow green, bunkers either side, and I pulled the approach. I was only hitting an iron iron, pulled that into the bunker on the left, um, hit a bunker shot that kind of got out of the bunker, but one of the ones that kind of stayed on the top. Um, hit a chip, left it short, hit a part, and it kind of hit something on the way and kind of just stopped before the hour. And you end up making a triple bogey seven to finish. And I'm, you know, obviously I'm I'm fuming. Well, I'm absolutely fuming. It leaves a right horrible taste in your mouth. But um, I chuck this out there to you, the listeners. Like, what what I find amazing about this game is how the the psychological aspect of it. Right, so. If I'd have got there on Tuesday morning, you said to me, right, this is a tough golf course, but you're going to shoot four over today. I would have snapped your hand off. Wouldn't have even thought about it. Would have taken it in a heartbeat. And if you make, if you shoot four over, but you make a triple bogey up the first, you feel absolutely amazing. It's, you know, it's amazing golf. 
But you do it on the last. Like ultimately, I've still shot seventy four, right? But it's just it's ruined my afternoon. I'm not going to lie. It's you know it's. Yeah, just but like you say, you, you you've got to kind of put it into perspective, haven't you? Like you say, you would have been delighted with it before you gone out, and and you you've kind of got to take the positives from that. But yeah, I mean, it it's just a stupid game, isn't it? Everyone knows that the best, and you know all you guys out there listening that. You know, you play this game every week and some weeks you're good, some weeks you're terrible, some weeks you're kind of somewhere in between and you don't really do a hell of a lot differently all the time, but the scores can be very, very different. And talking about going from the sublime to the ridiculous and kind of coming through, I suppose, some real trials and tribulations, let's start talking about what's happened in golf this week. I want to start with the PGA Tour because that story there is... It's a great one, really, isn't it? Um, Chris Kirk obviously returned to the winner's circle for the first time in a while. Um, and, you know, he's, he's gone through quite a lot, hasn't he, Matt? Uh, he has indeed. He's um, had some issues, didn't he, with depression and uh, alcohol-related problems? Yep. Um, that I believe he's... Uh, I mean, anybody that goes through... So, I think the, the the overriding feeling for me is this sort of thing is right. Firstly, doesn't matter you know who you are, how good you are at a certain thing, whether it's a golfer, a footballer, you know, he's somebody that's pretty much you know he's he's one of the he's yeah he's one of the best players in the world. You know, he, he might not be you know right up there with the the John Rams and the Rory McIlroys, but. You know, I mean, you the, that, but, I mean, he's been as high as 16th in the world rankings, which takes a hell of a lot to do. Um, exactly, yeah, exactly. So he's, he decided he, in 2019 he needs to take some time off. He was really struggling with sort of alcohol abuse, um, massive depression that he, he kind of found himself in and, and realised that he needed to put his sort of, not, not only his own health, but kind of his family as well first, because I think he kind of felt that he was kind of losing everyone that he cared about in his life and, and he was slowly kind of doing it to himself really. So, so yeah. he needed to, he needed some sort of intervention to kind of get him on the straight and narrow. I mean, 2019 was the time he did that. And, you know, looking at what happened in the world just after that, he probably couldn't have picked a better time to no. <laughs> to step away from the game and, and try and turn his life around and, and kind of, you know, the sobriety that he's found himself in now has obviously meant that he's, He's returned some good scores. We, you know, last year he had a couple of good finishes, and this year, obviously, another win, which you know he'll be absolutely delighted with. And and you know he, he looked looked very very comfortable as well. Yeah, he did, um, and it was um, it was a good good playoff. Um, I, I'd quite like to have seen that playoff go maybe two or three more holes. I got to be honest, I'm not a massive fan normally of the playoffs because I, I mean, just that, find that lip out was. I mean. Oh. Yeah, I mean that putt looked in all the way, and just to catch the edge of the hole and come out was was pretty gutting, to be honest. But um, but no, I mean I think I think everyone there was willing Chris Kirk to come out on top. Really, you know, just just through what he's been through, to be fair. Yeah, I mean it also it it, it threw up this event threw up multiple storylines really because um, I don't know if you know much about Eric Cole who who eventually finished runner up to to Chris Kirk. He um, is this is his, his best season by a long way on the PGA Tour? Okay, um, but his career earnings to date were three hundred and sixty-three thousand dollars on the PGA right. Tour. He's just doubled that, then, yeah. Well, he I think second place was nine hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. No, that'll do. So yeah, I mean it's it's career changing in terms of you know money lists and 
Um, you know, yeah, like you say, he paid his mortgage off as well, which is one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but there was also, um, I don't know if you you saw Ryan Gerrard um, had a strong enough finish. Um, I think he just he just fell away. I don't remember seeing him. I oh, know, I know, he finished fourth. Yeah, he finished fourth. So this is a guy who Monday qualified. Yeah, I mean, it's not a name I'm familiar with. I've, I watch a lot of PGA Tour golf as well. And um, yeah, not not someone that I've seen before. Yeah. But fair play to him. I mean, what what a what a story that is as well. To qualify on a Monday and finish where he did is, is unreal. Yeah. So, so you know, changing. I mean, a guy who's probably living out the back of his car on Monday afternoon to, to stay, to probably fly in business class back home is, uh, yeah, pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if you, I don't know if you follow the, um, the Monday Q school account on, on Twitter, but some of the things that they share on there is just absolutely mind boggling. You know, I like think I've got time like you to be sat on the <laughs> Monday Q school. No, I don't know, but they, they share some, some really eye opening stuff, you know, like um, some of the scores from, you know, these, these Monday qualifiers where, you know, golfers are shooting, I don't know, 64s and 63s and they're not qualifying for these events. And, yeah. you know, it, it makes you realise just how deep the standard of golf is. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, the, the level that those guys are at is unbelievable. And the, and the guys at the top that just churn out results week in, week out, the John Rahms of this world, the Scotty Schefflers, Rory McIlroy's of this world, they are on a different plane completely as well to those guys. And, you know, people people say this to me all the time. You know, like how how far away are you from from that level of golf? And I I basically say to them, I'm about as far away from them as as you are from playing the standard I play. Do you know what I mean? Someone like I I reckon it, it's literally like me, a twenty handicapper, and me is the difference between me and Rory McIlroy, and 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 that's that's the truth of it. They are that good. Oh, I think so. Um, and you know, particularly under the pressure that they're always under, and the shots they hit, and yeah, I mean, it, it's literally as big a golf as that. Yeah, and, 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 and lots of people just don't realise, do they? Just don't realise. No, they absolutely don't realise how good those guys are. So let's let's move to the DP World Tour then. So and again, another great story. Marcel Seem um, topping the leaderboard nudging his fellow German Yannick Paul into second place and, and claiming his first tour title in nearly eight years, which is which is mm. a great story as well. So it was only it was only a few weeks ago we were talking about his was it his five hundredth event yes, yeah. on the European tour and what a milestone that was and almost kind of giving him a pat on the back and saying, you know, well done Marcel, that's awesome. Thanks for you know playing that many times on the European tour and then the guy comes back a couple of weeks later and wins. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, he's incredible, and it just goes to show as well. You know, like it's—I I know the game at the, the the very, very top seems to be getting younger and younger, but yeah, it just goes to show that you know what? If you if you're prepared to practice, if you're prepared to put the hours in, if you, you know, almost, I think you need to enjoy the grind, didn't you? And if you if you can do that, and you know, have those days where you want to beat balls for hours on end, then you know you can you can still you can still mix it, and you can still you know, I know we're. we're in, in comparison to the PJ Tour, it's not, you know, it's it's not mega mega, but still, three hundred twenty thousand euros uh, for a winner's check for him this week is, you know, probably, you know, I'm not going to say life changing for him being a seven time winner, but it's a nice top up, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I just, 
I felt we might have got some tears from him. That's the only thing I felt like it was missing. He's German, Matthew. <laughs> this is true. He's just a machine. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Dust golf machine. That's what he is. Yeah. But I've got to be honest, I didn't watch, again, I didn't watch too much of it. Just the, funny the times at the moment. The thing that was on there was his shirt. Did you see that? Yes. Yeah, I did see like the shirt. Vincent Van Gogh painting. It was absolutely yeah. horrible. It's not. It's not as bad as horrible, but on a shirt, it's it's fairly grotesque. I would say. Yeah, Um, but yeah, I didn't see too much of it. Um, Unfortunately, again, I'm looking forward to. I need some of these events where they're on just a little bit later, so that when I get back from golf on a Saturday and Sunday, I can just kick back on the sofa and just watch it for a few hours. But it's just not happening for me on the uh, on the on the DP world at the moment. yeah, I mean it, it's it's. I mean, there's that much golf on the TV. We've not even got on to live, which we'll which we'll turn on to now. I mean, um, I, if of all the golf that was on this week, that's the one I watched the most of, um, and purely because we were having this conversation, kind of um, before we started the podcast. But it's mainly because I I just find live so much more accessible. You, you know, they've got the app now, which came out this week, which I went on. You can literally just. Stick it on on your phone. There you go, live golf straight away. It doesn't cost you any money. Unbelievable. And for those of you that are wanting to get into professional level and top level golf, I honestly think lives the easiest way to do it at the minute. Um, yeah. I mean, if your name Thomas, if your name's Thomas Peters, it seems to be that way. He, yeah, he, mean, got, he, he got in quicker to live, didn't he, than what he did I, the uh, PGA Tour event? Exactly, which is just ridiculous, isn't it? But um. Uh, you know, I, I watch quite a lot of it, and Maya Cobra's obviously been a mainstay on the PJ Tour for a, a long time. Course that they played, designed by Greg Norman, which obviously helps when trying to stage a, a live golf event. I thought the coverage was pretty good, and I also in, I enjoyed the golf and Charles Howell the third winning. I mean, he's, he's obviously a, a multiple PJ Tour winner, very good player. Has kind of had his times when he's kind of gone missing a little bit on on tour, but. I mean, he, he literally just looked so comfortable. One by four shots in the end from Peter Uline. Again, who's another very, very good player. Spent a long time over in Europe playing golf, um, as well as on the Challenge Tour, European Tour, uh, you know, web.com, everything like that. He's, he's just just a very, very good golfer. And Brandon Grace as well, right up there, who, you know, obviously still is, is one of the... Um, joint holders of the lowest round ever shot in the Open Championship as well. So he's, um, I just, lives just packed with very, very good golfers. And anyone who says otherwise literally does not know anything about golf, unfortunately. But um, but yeah, it, it was good good to watch. I thought Charles, Charles Howe played fantastically well. And, and like I say, it's, it's probably the golf I've watched the most of this week. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, right? So do you think that... Deep down, they want different winners at live. You know, do they want Dustin Johnsons? Do they want Brooks Kepkers? Do they want, you know, these guys to be to be taking the titles? No disrespect to to Charles Howell III or yeah. Peter Uline. Um, you know, but they've got Cameron Smith as well. They've got, you know, I mean, they've Cameron got Cameron Smith still finished well up there. I think he was he was definitely top ten. So um, he was he was up there and played played pretty well as well. Um, I, I think. I don't know. It's early in the season as well. This is the first time a lot of them have have played golf. Do you know what I mean? For competitive yeah. for a while, isn't it? So I think you'll probably see those kind of players 
play their way into their seasons a little bit more. The likes of your DJs are wanting to kind of peak for the Masters again. It will be, you know, obviously a um, past champion there and someone like Brooks who will want to be contending up there as well. DeChambeau as well. First two rounds didn't play particularly well, but then had a nice three under par um, third round there and, and, and sort of moved up the leaderboard. And it was his team, uh, the Crushers, basically that Charles Howell's part of, um, that that did really well because Paul Casey had a really good finish too. So, yeah, it was it was. Um, I mean, I, I would say for me that that's the element of live that I struggle with the most is the team thing. I, I just kind of think it's a bit rubbish. But um, but yeah, watching those players play and um, you know, and some of, some of the stuff that's gone on this week with you know, the likes of Sergio and Dustin Johnson who now you know, aren't, aren't in contract with the clothing manufacturers that they've had before. And I think you're going to see more and more of that with Liv because I think you're going to get... Oh, they have to wear the... ...teams the, and all that kind of stuff that, that's going to happen. And fair play to them. I mean, it's different. It's not it's not something that I particularly enjoy seeing, if I'm brutally honest with you. I think the whole team thing's a bit... It, it's a very American thing. Um, and it's, it's not particularly my cup of tea. But... Um, I, I get why they do it. It's different, and 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 for that reason, I quite like it. But it's it's not something that that I'm you know I'm I'm not going to go out and buy a Crusher's t-shirt or a, or a hat or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it, it's um it's it's all on the individual players and and kind of how they're playing that week that I'm more bothered about. Yeah, um the other the other thing I want I was going to mention and. As as you you know, I'm sure the listeners can can tell my that I've I've not been I've tried not to be very vocal about what I truly think. I try to see things with um you know with with an open mind. Um, I'm airing you know I, I definitely lean towards the side of not being a live fan. That's not because of the product. That's not because of um, you know what's happened. That's that's because I don't like what it did to golf for a, a period of time um, where I felt like it was just a lot of bad press and a lot of bad publicity for the game of golf rather than doing good. And I'm not saying that there isn't good come out of it, but the point, I, f- I think the point I'm trying to make, right. So, so firstly, I, I've not seen any live whatsoever. I've, I only see screenshots of what people share on, on social media Um I'm with you. It's it is an individual game, um, you know. But the, the the team aspect and the team element of it is is obviously one that they take a lot more seriously in America. Um, I I just think if from a from a product for someone who doesn't play golf, right? So I I would say if I took my kids to a live event. And I took my kids to a European or DP World Tour event. They would enjoy the live event more. Absolutely. Um, and look, you know, I, I took my, uh, I took one the of music mine. Music pumping. There's people having a great time. Yeah, you know, literally. It was no, it was no different. Coverage. You can just hear different songs playing around the golf course when they yeah. get different players, and I absolutely love that. And it, it kind of just, I don't know, for the atmosphere at the. I've not been to a live event yet. I'd love to go to one. So if anyone's listening from Liv, I'd love to go. Um, but it's uh, it for me just seems like more of like a festival of golf kind of atmosphere. Whereas I think 
the PJ Tour and DP World Tour can feel a bit stale sometimes, and particularly DP World when you're watching it and they're playing in front of like one man and his dog in the you know in the middle of nowhere, and there's not really that much fan engagement there because there are plenty of places that they play on the on the DP World Tour now that are very much like that. Yeah, um, the the live stuff, and and you know I, I still think that live as much as there's that kind of friction between them and the PJ Tour, they've still put this event on on a week when they haven't got one of the elevated events on. It's one where it's going to be a lesser field event. So it's not they're not really vying for the same airtime. Do you know what I mean? That, I, I I get that. But you know, on on that point, I saw a lot of um a lot of people trying to use that as an advantage to live basically saying, oh, look how crap the field is on the PGA Tour this week. You know, yeah, completely, completely, completely wow. disregarding that we've, we've just had, we've just had two uh, designated events with a full strength field. Yeah. Then we've got this week where we haven't, then we've got two more coming up, you know, and I'm like, well, where, um, what is the argument? I mean, we'll get on to this week in a minute, but this week on the, on the uh, PGA Tour, you've all, you've got basically two events running side by side, haven't you? So it's, um. Yeah, strange. But no, I I enjoyed watching it. It was good. It was great to see Charles Howell win. He he deserved it. He played really really nice golf, particularly on the last day when you know you think things could get a little bit tense, and he, he just literally didn't miss a shot. Played played absolutely fantastic. And like I say, to win by four and and you know we we talk about live all the time, and it's all about money. And and when you when you know how much money is on the line and to still put in that type of performance is still special it doesn't, doesn't matter who you are so let's move on to this week Matt so we've got another big event on so the DP World Tour is actually taking a week off yep so there's no event this week nothing we can watch we're gonna have to wait till next uh, week when they travel to Africa for a few events so Kenya is the first stop and then there are two events in South Africa which we'll talk about uh, next week in a bit more depth, but uh, PJ Tours, so we've got Puerto Rico Open and the Arnold Palmer Invitational, which personally is an event that I really look forward to every year and watching. And I know it is for you. Uh, it is for me. Um, I do. I know that we've had, I know that we have just in the last few weeks, we've had some, you know, real nice events with, you know, the waste management and um, Genesis, for example, but. This this little period now, you know, Arnold Palmer this week, players next week. Um, it's quite the stretch, isn't it? You got he's, like he's good at it. Play pretty close at the Master. Yeah, it's just just so cool. Isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we we're all waiting for the Masters, aren't we? That that is literally the the kickoff of the golf season. But then you think, you know, the the players, which everyone refers to as the the fifth major, really is is literally. Two weeks away, so yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, look, it's, as we record this, right? We got we've got thirty eight days until the Masters. Really, is it that short? Yeah, yeah, it's thirty eight days. Yeah, twenty seven days. The clocks change for us here, and then thirty eight days of Masters. I've always had the unfortunate kind of situation that my wife's birthday tends to be on the Sunday of the Masters, and this year it is as well. Um, so yeah, so she, she basically doesn't have much of a birthday, Matt. Obviously, can can she hear you? Yeah, she's literally in the you're kitchen. So, right. You're so brave. Um, yeah. have, have I told you that when the year the year that I got married, 
Um, we looked in the diary and we was like 27th of uh, 29th of September. Yeah, it's nothing, nothing gone, nothing gone. It was a non Ryder Cup year. Oh, right, okay. Um, (laughs) So, so then literally, like, first wedding anniversary, um, we went down to Cornwall for the weekend, and I'm sitting there on in, you know, literally sitting there watching the Ryder Cup. (laughs) And it was the biggest oversight in my life, biggest oversight in my life, just purely because I looked in the diary and I thought it's not going to clash with, and I think that's absolutely fine, but. Yeah, because it was a non... Than your wedding day being on Ryder Cup Sunday or something like that. Um, well, well, yeah, I mean, but if that was the case, obviously I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have picked that day. You wouldn't have got married. Oh, no, no right. Not, not on that day. Not on that day. Um, but, yeah, no, it's... Uh, yeah, I mean... Look, on a very lucky escape. Yeah. I mean, look, the dates the dates for that, they do they do vary from year to year. So it's, it's you know, it doesn't exactly fall on that day, but more often than not, I mean, look, this, this year it starts on the 29th of September. It's my wedding anniversary start. So, yeah, just get awkward conversations every couple of years. I wonder if she wants to go to Rome this year, actually. Well, mine's every year and it's the Masters. So, there you yeah, go. Yeah, we are it's silly, aren't we? Anyway, this week, Arnold Palmer Invitational, another star-studded, packed field. Who's your money on? Uh, Rory. Really? Okay. Yeah, I just, you know, he's, he's one around there before. He's He's fresh. He's ready. I mean, it, you know, he's probably win the API, win the players, have a couple of weeks off, win the Masters. The Masters, yeah. That's your Scottish Sheffler could do it. Why not? Yeah, well, Why not I, Rory this year? Yeah, we, we all know how good Rory is and everyone would love him to win a green jacket. I just want it to be after Tiger's retired because um, I want Tiger to win. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think this year, this week, sorry, uh, um, at Bay Hill, we've Scheffler's a hard man to look past, isn't he? I mean, he's so consistent. Uh, Rahm as well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't bet against him winning yet again. Um, last year, you know, we had players like Tyrrell Hatton, Billy Horschel, uh, who always plays well in Florida. You know, it's literally his. Uh, his home, um, Victor Hovland, did pretty well. And also, uh, this week's winner, Chris Kirk, did well last year as well. So, um, who knows? You might have a back-to-back from Chris Kirk. What a story that would be. But I still think you, you're you not going to look far outside Scheffler, Rory, Rahm. I think those, those three, I mean, you'd be putting an each-way bet on all three of them, wouldn't you, I think? Yeah. Um, Tyrrell Hatton's a past winner, isn't he, of the uh, Arnold Parner? Uh, I'm sure he won like, it two or three years ago. I'm just trying to have a look because I know Bryson won it, didn't he? Uh, there you go. Tyrrell Hatton, 2000 and he says 2019-20. So I'm go. assuming that would have been the 2020 version. Um, yeah, well, yeah. it was It was literally the week before because it was the players that they played. Did they play one round or two rounds and it got called off? That's right, week? yes. So, yeah, thank you. Um, that that was a couple of years ago, well, three years ago. Three, yeah. Jesus, three um, years ago now. That's mad. Um, but but yeah, I, I remember because I was in Turkey at the time when it got called off. We were watching it on the TV, and then all of a sudden they said, "Yeah, no one, no one's playing anymore." Golf. Yeah, just, just called it off. Which is fun. Um, look out for my man Sanjay Im this week. He's okay. Uh, he does he does pretty well around that golf course. I just yeah. think that guy plays. I think he plays too much golf. He's just bumming good. Yeah, he literally, but for the last four years, he's finished in the top 20 each time with a top 10 
I think I think close to someone like Tom Kim winning an event again. Yeah. I just think someone like him is just going to But burn. this this is where I think, so this is potentially for me, right, this is one of the better things that have come out of Liv is the fact that he's give the PGA Tour a kick up the arse, sorry, backside a little bit. We'll bleep that out. Um, and with these designated events now, to see such a, a strong field on some of these events, like you're sitting in now and you could make an argument for any one of the top 20 in the world winning this week. Yeah, and, and, you know, going back to what you just said, Liv has made the PGA Tour better. Yeah, as a product, definitely. And for for players as well. Yeah, so for, for PGA Tour players, they now are paying, playing for more money than they ever have and the events are higher profile than they've ever been. And is it is it purely because of Liv? Well, not 100%, but I, I think without that, this would have taken a lot longer to happen. I do, though, think, converse to that, that the DP World Tour is worse. Uh, yeah, yeah. Particularly um, now that they've got that stupid deal where the best 10 players get a PGA Tour card the following season. Yeah, you say you say that, but again, like with the with with the fallout of of live and and bits and pieces like that, you know, like one of the arguments is that you know, oh, you know, what do they think of the DP World Tour if it's just basically a feeder tour for the PGA Tour? Yeah, but that's what the PGA that's what the DP World Tour pretty much has always been, because all of the best players, I say ninety nine percent of the best players on the DP World Tour. I've always wanted to go and play on the PGA Tour. That's the goal. It's the same. It's I the same in the ladies' game, right? For the LET and the LPGA, right? You want to go. They are now almost giving away their best ten players every year. It just, just seems to me just ridiculously stupid on on their part. But um, yeah. but the best players would have been playing a, a large we'll number. Of, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. Well, I, but they're still going to have to play a few events in Europe if they want to play in the Ryder Cup, aren't they? That, that that's the thing. So. Yeah, but obviously what you've got there, you've got the hindsight of um, the co-sanctioned events, haven't you? The the, the Masters, uh, the Majors, sorry. Yeah, um, but there's only four of them, mate, and, and they don't, they don't. you know, you've got to play something like 10, I think, haven't you, in order to yeah. play the Ryder Cup? So. Um, but, you know, you've got the you've got the Rolex events, they'll, they'll still pull in, you yeah. know, you've got the, the, the ones in Dubai at the start of the year. And Abu Dhabi and stuff, like, yeah, absolutely. yeah, Abu Dhabi. Then you've got the obviously you've got the Scottish. I, I think we're we're kind of very much at the start of golf being fantastic in about three or four years' time when all this rubbish is sorted out and conflict between all of them, and the live guys are still getting or get world ranking points, which I, th- I think has to happen very soon because if you if if you're telling me that DJ and Cameron Smith aren't in the top fifty in the world, then you, you're absolutely stupid. Um, but I, I, I think all this will get ironed out. I, I really do. And I, I can't see it being too far away from that. We're maybe a year, maybe two years away from this being sorted. I, I don't think it's going to be a problem in the long term, but it, it's just so fractured, I think, in in the onset, isn't it? You know, with, with players breaking away and, and going to play um live events and and you know wanting to play their trade in different places i think i think it was always going to be contentious and the pga tour are very protective of their product and i get that um but also they've got to be respectful that these guys you know can play wherever they want you know what I mean? yeah yeah 
I, I, I'm hoping that it, it, it gets it gets suited sort, sorted out sooner rather than later. But I don't know. There's just something about Greg Norman that doesn't sit doesn't sit quite right with me either. He just no, always seems he, to want to have a Barney with someone. But I think I think that's just his mentality, isn't it? He's just a competitive guy, and um, yeah, I mean that's that kind of Aussie spirit and fight that you see in him and I, I don't I don't dislike Greg he's a legend Greg Norman you know and, and um he's he's obviously very passionate about the lift product and has been disappointed about the PGA tour product for years and it is I for me the PGA tour's unwillingness to work with them is is fairly evident when you when you see that but I think Liv are obviously very forceful at times as well but we'll see I, I hope it all works itself out and I'm pretty sure it will but we'll you know, we'll obviously wait and see on that one. But, I mean, we're, we're in for what is going to be an absolutely amazing run of events on the PGA Tour. We're going to see some more live action fairly soon as well. We've obviously got a little bit of a break on the DP World Tour, starting up again in Kenya in two weeks' time. But away from what's going on in the world of professional golf, Matt, what, what have you got planned for the next week ahead? Next week ahead, believe it or not, as things stand right now, I don't have a lot planned. What? Yeah, this is this is just one of my weeks where I actually ended up playing four times last week. Uh Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Um I went and hit a few balls today just to get out of the house while I was working at home. Um I'll try and squeeze a game in at some point this week, but um weekend coming up we just just got stuff on um with the kids. Um <clears throat> but yeah, I will be looking ahead to next Tuesday where I will be going up to Felixstowe for the, one of the winter, the penultimate winter football event of the um, of the year. Um, but we can talk about that next week. But I'm more interested. Basically, I'm just going to be watching your watching your social media when you. Oh, it's going to be a live map. Yeah, it's going to be lit. The kids say that's what it's going to be. Okay, all right, well, I'll let you say that. But um, fire. I'm going to be busy. Yeah. So I've actually got. Um, so this week before I, I go away, um, I've, I've been sent today a brand new pair of shoes from Footjoy that we're doing a review of. So those of you that are big Footjoy fans, keep an eye out for that. It's the Hyper Flex Carbon shoe that I've been sent. So we're going to be doing a review of that. Um, I started that today. I'm actually going to take them with me when I go to Turkey, play a few rounds of golf in them as well, and also you know give you a bit of a overview when we get back. I've also, um, this is something that's not not the most sexy thing to talk about, but I've been sent a pack from Pride Sports. So I've basically got some new spikes. I've got some new tees that they've come out with as well um, to do some reviews of. So I've put the new spike in a pair of Marquetta shoes. So I'm going to do a bit of a review of those before I go. A lot of people don't even think about what spikes are in their shoes, do they? They just kind of wear what's in them when they buy them and... Um, you know that companies like Soft Spikes and Pulsar and people like that are are making spikes to make us play better at golf, really, and and just test testing those out and seeing how they go. We've also got some club review stuff to do this week as well, so that that's busy. But yeah, the the main event really is when myself and seven other um, players from my club are going to Turkey to play in a pro am. So there's myself and Ben Hutchinson who. Uh, works for me. Some of you will know Ben. He qualified for the Open a few years ago uh, down at St. George's when Morikawa won. Uh, he's a young lad, sort of starting his journey in professional golf and 
obviously he's a very good player. Uh, so he's taking three players from Howley. I'm taking another three. And yeah, we're just going to have a really nice week out in Turkey and hopefully win win the tournament and uh, and bring home some nice prizes. Um, the sponsorship of the event from Adidas, TaylorMade, Maui Gym and Power Caddy is amazing. And the prizes that are given out at the event is just unbelievable as well. And it's TGI Golf, my... Um, my buying group that basically are organising it, TGI Golf Partnership and TGI Golf Travel, who are uh, yeah fantastic. And we, we go to Turkey. Uh, this will be the fourth or fifth time I've been, I think, to Turkey. And um, so we, we're playing four rounds in the tournament and then we're playing a couple of uh, practice round beforehand and a, a round after the tournament as well before we come home. So I'm literally packed. I've got six rounds in, in seven days and, having not played 18 holes yet this year so it should be fun i i'm extremely jealous i'm not gonna lie when like to, um w- without without going a bit um i don't know it's the want of a, a better word but like when do you start thinking about you know what you're gonna wear each day like outfits well, is not, it all picked for you or yeah i mean we so we've had because I'd be laying stuff out, by the way, right? If it was me now, I'd be hanging well, it up on the wardrobe doing Instagram polls. Just, just to see, because we've, we've been sent this amazing gift pack. So if you want to check out either, uh, so I think I'll put it on my social media. You can have a bit of a look at it on both Instagram and uh, Twitter as well. So Adidas and TaylorMade have sent us out an amazing gift pack where they've sent us a shirt for the four tournament rounds we're playing. We've also got a, a gilet, a half zip uh, cover up and kind of a almost water resistant sort of hoodie that we've been sent as well which is really nice in like a really nice pale blue sort of color which which is really smart um after that i think i'll I'll wear a lot you know just off the golf course as well because it's such a nice nice item but yeah taylor made have sent us some balls and caps and all sorts of stuff so yeah so most of it's picked out for you but i've kind of just said to the guys you know you need a gray pair of trousers and a navy pair of trousers to kind of go with all the stuff that we've been sent so hopefully we'll look pretty smart but yeah, obviously we've got two rounds that we're not playing in the tournament, so we need clothing for that. But yeah, I'm, like like I say, I'm going to be taking some of these shoes with me as well. So uh, this Footjoy pair that I've got, I've also been sent another pair by mm-hmm. Equator, so I'm going to be taking those with me to do a bit of a review of. They're a, it's the Moneymaker Lux shoe that I've been sent from them as well, which is a spikeless shoe um, that you'll have seen John Rahm wear from time to time, but I'm taking those out with me as well. So hopefully you'll see some of the reviews both on the YouTube channel and some of the social media stuff that we do over the next few weeks. But yeah, I, I'm honestly just buzzing, but it won't be till kind of when I knock off on Friday evening, really, that I even start thinking about it. But it's a very early start Saturday morning to our flights at, I think, quarter past nine um, from Manchester. So we will be leaving probably around 5am uh, to get there for about quarter past six, get checked in and stuff and, and yeah, get ready for the flight. But I mean, it's a week that I, I personally look forward to massively every year. TGI look after you unbelievably well when you're there. Literally nothing's too much trouble. Obviously, when you go to, to Turkey, everything's all inclusive. So ev- everyone looks after you in the, from a resort perspective. But, you know, TGI are putting on events all the time while you're there and um, just just looking after you like to the, to the nth degree, really. And all, all my amateurs that that go and i know they're just going to be looked after massively tailor-made are there doing demo days every day so if they want to try some of the new stealth 2 
product they can do, be fitted into it. And you know, hopefully for me, you know, I, I as much as it's a week where we want to win the Pro-Am, it's also a great opportunity for some of my members to go be looked after by TaylorMade and Adidas and Power Caddy and Maui Gym and, and hopefully come home with some stuff that they want and, and maybe even buy some stuff off me off the back of a fitting that they've had with TaylorMade, you know? So it should it should be brilliant. All bases covered. I'm excited for you. And and next week, obviously, the podcast when we do it, I'll be in Turkey, so I'll be telling you everything about our first couple of days over there, and 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 let you know what's going on. But yeah, I'm I'm hugely excited, and to be honest, I just I just need a break, mate. I I need some time away from work because I've I've not been I've not had really any time off. I had one day off at Christmas, so I had Christmas day off and was back in Boxing Day. But before that, it had been October. I went to Spain with a few of my friends and, and played a bit of golf. But And that was the last time, really, I had a break. So it, it's it's well overdue and I can't wait. Good. Good. Yeah, a packed next next week or so. But, but yeah, obviously, it goes without saying, please keep reading all of our articles on the um, golfshake.com website. Take a look at the YouTube channel as well because we've got stuff going on there all the time, whether it's course vlogs with people like James Robinson like we filmed last week or equipment reviews um, and, and then things like the, the shoe reviews I'm doing this this week. There's there's tons of stuff going on there all the time. And obviously our social media channels on Instagram, on Facebook and on Twitter as well. But yeah, I think that kind of wraps it up for me and you this week, Matt. And fingers crossed for a good week in Turkey. And I'll speak to you next when I'm in Belek. Well, enjoy. Hope the uh, safe travels. And um, yeah, enjoy. Good luck. Thank you. I need it because I'm rusty. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening and we'll speak to you all next week. Bye. See ya.